Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast, where we are recording much earlier than we're used to. I think it's a good thing, given that our schedules are a little bit more flexible. All complete, by the way. Stan's here, yeah. Moran, Raf Camus, uh, row here after says, a three Says plus you hour who drive. didn't, yeah, who didn't have to go through all that traffic. I know, I know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying not to throw you under the bus here. Sabi ko lang na it's still nice that we're all recording much earlier than we used to. Mm. Uh, I and understand. earlier in the week this time. Earlier in the week as well. Our last episode was on a Saturday. Uh, how was Singapore, by the way? We uh, we know you were on official business. Business. How was Singapore? Uh, after going through what I just went through right now. You want to be back? Yeah, I want to be back. No, uh, it was great. Um, spent the longest time I've spent there in three trips. So I spent a week just uh, saying hi to friends, meeting meeting up with them. and uh, Meeting? No. What? No, no, no. I, no, know, I, know, I, know, I literally I, have friends to meet in no, Singapore. That's why. Because but people, I, have, I, I know people who were lucky enough to get out of this shithole and, you know, and that, settle, settle there somehow. Either... Uh, Mixer Salas? Yeah, yeah, Mixer Salas. One of them. But you made a new friend. One particular friend. Yeah. I, I made a lot of new friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I had, that one! I had the pleasure of making the acquaintance of one Japanese legend. Who goes by the name? Of Dick Togo, yeah. Uh, Did he compliment your chain wrestling pa? Uh, I would have. He would have if I were there. For his seminar on a Saturday uh-huh. afternoon. But you had but to fly back yeah, for Young Boy back. Business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty right. much. Okay. So, and yeah, that was, that was a really, that was the hardest part. Because I was there for like one whole week or, you know, six days. You paid in the Misco. You Like his, I, I was even asking the guys from Grapple Max if. Oh, it was a Grapple Max seminar? Yeah, Shepard. Because he was working for Grapple Max and he is the head, tra- he is uh, the Chili Willy of Grapple Max. Oh. So, oh, shout out, shout out, by the way, to Chili. Yeah, Willy. yeah, shout out to Chili Willy. Who? What's up, Chili? Yeah, what's up, Chili? By the way, I'm not on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did? Who did happen to show up yeah, at yeah. home front? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he loved the show. He shouted Quattro out as a very special performer. Special. So when you listen to this, know that we are acknowledging your your presence, presence. and your request. Yeah, yeah. your request. Yeah. Uh, yeah, watch uh, out, watch out, watch out. I, I asked the Grapple Max guys if it was possible to move the seminar to earlier in the morning. <laughs> but no, because they knew no one was g- gonna go after one hell of a show on Friday night. How was the show? It was really great. Uh, really tight. Two, two and a half hours. Wow, and, how many matches? Uh, there were like seven matches. Two and a half hours by yeah, seven so, matches with intermission. So, so, yeah, with like five minutes of intermission. That's not bad. Yeah, that's, so that's very it's bad. Parashang, parashang TV taping. 
Ah. But the TV taping was all matches and zero segments. Okay. Or, you know, two bookending segments to, you know, just say hi and hello to the crowd. Okay. And so then cool. there was a legit fear of the police shutting down the show. <laughs> Why? Because the permit was only up until 10 o'clock p.m. Shit. There was a permit. They had to get a permit to run the show in that particular area. It's a, it's one of the red light districts of, uh, ah. of Singapore. It's in Geylang. And uh, ah. there were... Uh, it was a stretch of road where... Vietnamese hookers were on, were out in public. Did Vietnamese for you to, hookers watch? Uh, no, they did not, because it costs like fifty dollars to get in. So, ah, okay. I'm not know, sure if you're the police threatening to shut you down or the owners of the club threatening to shut you down. No, uh, it wasn't a club. Um, it was a gym. Gym okay. space. It was a yeah, it was a gym space. It was a Muay Thai MMA gym. It was actually more of a converted house, with the gym being like, or with the ring rather being in. Uh, what yeah. would be the garage area? Okay. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it, it was really regulated. So the show was supposed to be up until t- eight to ten p.m. Uh, we went. The show went overtime by thirty minutes. But both nobody called the cops. <laughs> that's the only way they <laughs> the cops. That's the only way the cops. Oh, my chuchu. Yeah, my chuchu. That's, that's the only way they would check the permit. Yes. What business do cops have walking about the red light? No. Yeah. They do have business because it is still part of their patrols. And it's the red light district. Yeah, but it's still also like a residential area. There were Ah, hotels. There you you go. There were hotels to cater to anyone who wanted to go there and, you know, solicit some Vietnamese hookers (laughs) and take them back to the hotel from the Vietnamese bars to transact with them. Yeah. Really quick. You say they're. People gotta make a living. There's literally a hotel next door for the gym. So there could have been complaints. Okay. For, from people, you know, sleeping at the hotel. Yeah. We're sleeping around at the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, judging from, in, uh, from your Instagram stories, it looked like a very fruitful trip. Yes, so it was. We're happy for you. Thank you. Welcome back. Now, uh, I'm not happy to be back. Uh, I don't think anyone's <laughs> happy to be, be? Here these days. I don't think anyone's happy to be back these days. I mean, with the Trillianus arrest, among other things. Being, among know, other things. Uh, basically, a nominal democracy, <laughs> what we have here. Uh, Chinese democracy. Ah. No, it's, a, it's, it's just a nominal democracy at this point. For all intents and purposes, yep. we are under so. a dictatorship. No, but the joke is, we're almost going to be a Chinese democracy. Guns and roses. Mm. Anyway. I'm glad that you caught it. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, now, uh, we've got Chino Liao, speaking of someone who's Chinese, joining us on the podcast. <laughs> oh, nice transition. He'll be reviewing PWR Live Homefront, which people are generally calling one of the top PWR shows of the year mm-hmm. and we're not sucking our own dicks here yeah yeah so uh, it's it's really flattering it's very heartwarming to get that reception that feedback from people Chino will be on board to review everything he'll break every match and segment down he has a lot of thoughts um, I'm not sure if any of them are polarizing but I'd like to think that they really flesh out a lot of what he, uh, he saw from the show in case you missed it his spot of the night is polarizing <laughs> uh, for Camus it is Motherfucker. Yeah. Anyway, but I love wins. But but we'll get we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that later on. But in wrestling news this week. Yeah, in wrestling news this week, I think one of the bigger talk points is the Brie Bella Liv Morgan spot in which Brie Bella attempted uh, to hit the yes kicks, and she ended up concussing Liv Morgan after hitting Liv in the in the face with her knees twice. twice. So this happened Jeez. on Raw. Liv Morgan tried to finish the match. She even took part in the uh, triple vertical suplex spot, uh, in which the Riot Squad took the suplexes. And then at some point, they just uh, took her out of the match. And it was Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot who finished the match. Mm. Okay, what are our thoughts on this? Because on the base level, on the surface level, if you watch the GIF at least, or the clip, 
it's it's clear to see that Brie Bella wasn't looking at Liv Morgan when she was doing the yes kick. She got caught up in the moment. Yeah, she got carried away, uh, probably got careless, and that's what led to the unfortunate incident. All right, many industry professionals uh, in the states looking at the looking at the spot are are quick to jump to Brie's offense, which is fine. In in that they're saying that it's an accident. These things happen inside the ring, and. Uh, Nobody. There was no malice. There yeah, was no malice. There, there. Was, no malice there was no malice. Yeah, she wasn't sexy. Very star. clear. It was. Uh, uh, it was just an accident for sure. And to me, yes, that's also. While that is true, uh, I think that Reeve should really be more careful. It's uh, an easy spot to pull off. It's kicks properly. It's, it's kicks, kicks to the chest on a down, non-moving opponent. Exactly. Yeah. There, there should be no way that kick goes up to your face. Eh? Here's a question, though, from a devil's advocate point of view. Liv Morgan, obviously not a very big wrestler. She's tiny. Oh. And then if you watch the clip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I did, yeah. Medjol, she was kind of leaning in, partly to sell the hits, but also it's what led her to take the kicks in the face. So is there an argument to be made that Liv kind of put herself in that position? Yeah, but the fact is the, the shoot kick happened twice. The yeah. stiff shoot kick happened twice. Once, shame on you, diba? Yeah. Twice, shame on the giver. No, how not? Can't, can't get fooled again. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Shame on you for the first time. And it could have been, uh, it could oh, have yeah. been Liv's fault the first time. But after that, I Maybe would figure that, and then, if you were the kicker then, having had experience pulling off the spot in training. And uh, having pulled off the spot successfully before. Yeah. This isn't the first uh, time she adopts this move. As a kicker, you would have felt whether your leg would be hitting the face. Because when you're feeling your face, it's like you're Anytime that your foot makes contact with somebody's face, that sensation is very specific. Na parang, the, the way that a bone feels on like a chin, on, on a chin or like the facial structure, even the, structure, mouth. Even yeah, the, the mouth. mouth, even the mouth, is very different from the flatness that you would feel on that kicking segment on the chest. Yeah, so there you go. Sport science. So the first time, when she should have felt Nah, her kick was not hitting the target, which was the chest of Liv Morgan. She should have been watching intently on where it was going next, yes. especially if it wasn't the last kick. Yes. So it's also now her fault that she had to, she was not careful enough to watch where her feet were going. So after the incident, uh, Brie Bella obviously was concerned. You could yeah, you yeah. could see her no, true. Live. true. And then afterwards, she even tweeted about it, even though she essentially broke kayfabe, given that my feuding Riot Squad and New Bella Twitch. Sure. Now the question is, does she deserve the hate she's getting on, on social media? Because no, this no, is not the first no. incident in which she'd been pretty careless in the ring since her comeback. Honestly, but, no. Even after saying, "Okay, you should have done this, should have done that, uh, should have been that easy for spot." At the end of the day, she wasn't. It's not like she intended it to happen. It's not like she wanted to stiff mm-hmm. Liv Morgan for real, diba? Right? In so the face. <laughs> once, once Brie Bella apologizes, once they both clear the air, that should be it for as far as the fans are concerned. Yeah. Right? Don't don't make like, a big okay. deal. Don't make a big deal. Don't make about her feel something. worse than she already feels. Yeah. I'm sure she already does. It's not like she takes pride in fucking up. Yeah. In basically every- being a female Shibata. Yeah. Well, Shibata is intentional. If Shibata, if Shibata, Shibata wants does to fuck that you with, up, yeah, he fucks intent. you up. With but, intent. but with precision enough to fucking kick you in the right with spots. Enough technique you. Alright, let's segue to New Japan then because while we were all enjoying PWR Live Home Front, the status quo was rocked in a very, very oh! hard way when Gato and Jay White turned on Kazuchika Okada. This was... I, I didn't see this fucking coming. 
I don't think anyone did. I don't... Because all we knew was the, mm. the heights of betrayal that we'd be seeing this year would have been limited to the Bullet Club. Yeah. Okay na ako dyan eh. daming betrayal dyan. We've seen enough of it to, you know, satisfy our backstabbing arcs for the year. But why Gado? Why? Why Jay White is the question? No, I think Jay White was expected naman, but like the reason why he was called the Switchblade in the first place is because he was gonna strike from out of nowhere. Like he was, parang, uh, he, he was gonna cut someone close yeah, to him did, at some point. He did say, he did say when, he, when he joined Chaos that he was gonna turn on Okada at some point. He made that very clear. I'm not a new Japan fan. I know, you're not. Fan. I, know I know you're this. Not. But I didn't expect it now. That's the thing. Not not at okay, destruction. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. That's, that's the point. point. Yeah. I think the blind side was more from the fact that Gedo turned on Okada. That's given true. their long-standing history. What, seven years? More. Together? A little bit. But but that's ever since he was the Rainmaker. That's... that's that, that He has been the crutch for Okada. And now that Okada is still, you know, just a little bit loose in the skull. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to do to him. Okay. I think it makes him more sympathetic as a babyface because he's always oh, yes. had this smug aura about him. Na, as uh, the rainmaker, yeah, yes. can do no wrong, always will pull something off, always will get the win uh, because he's he's perfect. He's like the prototypical wrestler the golden boy. from the ground up. He and is to the have uh, his, his trusted manager to turn on him after everything that's gone down. I think it's a big shift in the status quo. Oh my God. I just, I, I fear for chaos. Uh-huh. I fear for chaos because chaos has always been grounded. The, the cornerstone of chaos is always going to be Gedo and Okada. I feel like Nakamura should have a say in the whole thing. <laughs> Yo, Shin! Give him a call! Comment lang for the, no, for the press. For the lows. God. Alright, so but, that's, but that's, that's, that's. Oh my god. That's the biggest event that came out of. What was the show? Destruction? Destruction. Alright, Destruction. Okay, now let's talk about SmackDown. And I, I thought this week's episode was so good. Sobrang solid. Uh, reminded me of the really good SmackDown of uh, the early 2000s. Very tight, lots of good segments. I think the one that really stood out to me the most was the one I expected the least to stand out. And that was Rusev Day. Because <laughs> last oh, week, man, when, when man, Aiden man. English turned on Rusev, I was like, para ambilis. And then this week, the segment was laid out. Aiden English showed a video package that showed that they've been teaming for a year, exactly yeah, a year yeah, yeah, to yeah. this point. Booting and you forget. Yeah. You forget, right? Ganda, they just ganda. haven't teamed together until recently. Like, they haven't been a tag team until recently. But the association has been there yeah, for yeah, a yeah, solid exactly. year. Yeah. They just yeah. never won the tag team championships because it felt like they never really had a signature moment. But they've been uh, doing this for this long. And while I'm still not sold on the fact that they broke it up this early, I like where they're going with the story. Because uh, the crux of the promo or the bombshell was that Aiden English implied that he and Lana had a one-night stand in Milwaukee. That's why Milwaukee is now a buzzword for the people who watched SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we've seen this story before. Nah, there's a husband and wife pair, and then there's an accusation of infidelity. And, From a best friend of sorts. Yeah, and then the woman is being slut-shamed. In the process. <laughs> and it isn't the first time that she has been. Yeah. Yes, that this particular woman has been slut chained. It's not the first time either. But for some reason I'm actually I actually find this compelling. I don't know why. I see you know you know it's fake. I mean you know it's you know You know it never happened. You know Aiden's making it up to get into Rusev's head. Because Rusev did disappear for what, one or two shows? There so was there was a, no no that, that's why it leaves that loophole for this to be called back to. So now people are gonna look for that Milwaukee episode and be like, "Oh, hey, wait, that was Aiden and 
Lana. Just when they when they team together or when they, when when, they, when, when, when after Aiden, Rusev after Rusev lost to Styles. Yes, I believe so. That was the episode na parang MIA siya, and then now it has meaning. Oh. What I like about this Nuance. is, is okay. one, all three of them have their own day and shirts now. So it's yeah, Happy right. Aiden Day, Happy Lana Day, Happy Rusev Day. And then it's Aiden, that taga USA, he chooses Chicago, since he is from Chicago. So sure. you have that. And second is SmackDown as a whole, when you zoom out a bit. This week, they focused on bit players who you wouldn't think oh, have yeah. the spotlight. Good so you have Aiden English and Ty Dillinger. And our truth dude. And our truth Thank you. Thank R-Truth. you for and Mela. No, no, Mela, not, not so much but a bit Mela, player. Mela's R-Truth, not a bit player, but our truth is... face to say. Face to say. So. Yeah. So you have that. And I think it's, it's uh, a testament, once again, to the solid creative behind SmackDown. And they're able to do this with guys who, uh, up to this point, weren't really regulars on TV. Mm-hmm. Or, or at, at least in Aiden English's uh, case, wasn't really the main star yeah, in pe- his story. People will actually complain about this and say that SmackDown is what... Uh, Focusing on their B stars or their C stars, but they're building stars. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the, the whole thing. thing. That's the point. Yeah, who, who like cares? Raw, yeah, who cares if Raw is featuring the same people? At least on SmackDown, I get someone new uh, being featured. Even even if the segment could be corny or the storyline could be corny, at least At least the other players get rested and you know not and and refrain from being oversaturated. Yeah, so uh, that's a good thing. I, I really enjoyed SmackDown. And I'll probably get my pick of the week from SmackDown uh, later on towards the end. But now, let's bring on our good friend, Chino Liao. He's got a lot to say about PWR Live Homefront. So much to say. And you'll find out why he gave this show the grade that it got. What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the SGP Podcast. Fresh off the heels of PWR Live Homefront, we've got our official reviewer, Chino Liao, back. And we weren't expecting him to be joining us on the podcast this week, so we're really excited to have him on. Let's tell the backstory a bit. But nga ba dapat wala ka for this week at wala ka sa Homefront? Oh, yeah, because, okay, Homefront, <laughs> I was trying to think about the reason, of the reason you were saying na bakit wala ako, bakit nga ba wala ako? Because, um... Last Sunday was Homefront, and also last Sunday was my family dice game, my Mooncake dice game. For all you non-Chinese people out there. Yeah, for the uninitiated, (laughs) it is Mooncake season, it is mid-autumn festival season, so a lot of Chinese families get together, Chinese communities, mga barkadas, get together to play the dice game. It's a whole lot of fun. I I think all you really need to know is we throw dice around and we get prizes at the end. Sometimes money. (laughs) Also, it's different from Tikoy, okay? I know know people who are asking for Tikoy this time of year. (laughs) You guys, it's different. Oh, to be fair, nagbebenta rin naman si Engbiti ng Tikoy all year long. Oh, all year round, yes. But it's not Tikoy season. It's not Tikoy season, okay? It's a different year. Yeah. It's Mooncake season. Different part of the year. Yeah, different, so, different level of cholesterol. So, yeah, basically, I had to, uh, I was at the crossroads of whether do I risk winning big cash prizes? Big cash prizes kayo? Kasi big cash prizes. Okay. Kasi mga, may sponsor yung mga tito. Oh, yung, shit. Uh, so, I was like, do I risk going for that? Susugal ba ako doon? Or do I just go for the sure thing and have fun watching wrestling? Obviously, I went for the wrestling. Obviously, you made the better choice because yes. you told us off the air that you didn't really win shit. Yeah, I didn't really win <laughs> as big a prize as I wanted. So yeah, you made the better call. Yeah. Alright. It all works out. Shout out to all of our uh, non-Chinese friends who've been integrated and initiated into Chinese families, Chinese communities by way of their relationships, their SOs. Uh, either they're already playing the dice game as well or they're about to learn how to play the dice game. 
Kasi hindi pa full Guys, that, the, the yeah. dice game is pretty fun though. It is, Super it fun. Is. Like regardless like, kung Pinoy ka or yeah. Sinoy or African, basta, it's basta fun. Basta may price. Basta yeah, may basta price. price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, can win fun. something as, in sa family namin, we, you, the consolation prize pag buta ka, pag buta ka nakuha, yeah. is uh, like a tiny pack of uh, Cornix. Ah, like okay. A small okay. pack of Cornix and then some candy pag naubos na. Sa barkada ng parents ko for the kids. So, so like our generation. Ganun yung mga pochi. Yung mga maliit na pochi. Yeah, yeah. And then yung anak ng kababata ko, si six, right? Starts getting bokya. So he would get yung mga pochi and he'd keep popping that shit in. By the time the game ended, ubus na yung pochi niya and his stomach hurt so bad. So those are some of the Silly stories. Rabbit. Yeah, dude. Some of the stories you you like, I came home to... They still rolled for me. Uh, end of the story. My family still uh, cut me a share of the prizes of the loot. Um, I went home to ha- f- uh, find myself a giant pile of candy. Getting malilit na Snickers yata yun. So oh, Snickers! Snickers. Yeah. As if a 30-something with gout needed yeah, any more with candy. Nuts, yeah, right? Exactly. Peanuts, sugar. So all good things. But that's the shit you passed up. Let's yeah. talk about the good shit you got to see. Okay, yes. let's talk about Homefront. What were your expectations heading in? And before we do a deep dive, were, there, uh, were these <laughs> expectations met? Okay, um, I like to say that when before coming into Homefront, talagang nagway sa akin yung option of totally missing out on my dice game because of how stacked this card is. I feel like this is one of the more stacked cards out of uh, any PWR show I've seen. When you say stacked, uh, how, I, which matches were you really uh, prioritizing? I wanted to see the visiting wrestlers, first of all. Okay. See, the invaders. Yeah, like the quote-unquote foreign invaders. Uh, so, see Robin Sane, Lady Killer. Robin Sane is cool. Uh, I was talking about um, see Lady Killer and si Tengu. Tengu I haven't seen before. I was yeah, around. Yeah, did miss his show. I missed his match. That was the, yeah. By the time I ended up in uh, Circuit, kakatapos na itong match nila, which sucked because I missed it by uh, hair. Um, and to be able to see him, kahit siya lang, you know, I wanted to see how good this guy really is. And then at the same time, see Lady Killer coming from that great wrestling scene in Singapore where you have guys like uh, the Eurasian Dragon and then him. I want to see uh, what he could bring to the table, diba? especially since he beat Makata. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> wow! I just I just gave Makata a promotion. I meant to say Santata. <laughs> I just gave Makata an unnecessary promotion. I'm sorry. Okay, so... Makata, if you're listening to Mas, yung hopes mo, hindi yung totoo. Wow! Sandata is what I meant to say. That's a fucking punch in the face. Aga-aga. Sandata is what I meant to say. Kakatalo lang na kay Sandata and he did actually beat Chris Panzer. Yeah, and Chris Panzer. Exactly. And Makata knows a thing or two about getting punched in the face. No, that's true. Let's move on. Alright, okay. So, let's talk about the pre-show then. Yes. Which featured Makata. Yes, exactly. While we're at it. Um... This is the first time I've actually seen Makata with his new friends, um, the ninja. Yeah. Uh, Quote-unquote, the ninja. And Samoan Papa. And Samoan Papa. Samoan Papa, uh, I'd like to say that he looks like a real Samoan. (laughs) It's the hair. It's the hair. I know he's not a real Samoan, and people were shouting Twalia when he was walking to the ring. Okay. It's Samoan garb, guys. It's like the traditional Samoan wear. right? Right. Right? The ninja, on the other hand, looks like a member of the Akit Bahay. <laughs> 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 
Which instantly makes him a heel. Parang nagbalot lang siya ng t-shirt sa mukha. Bakit walang nag-chan na akit bahay? I wanted to, I wanted to, but I didn't have the power to like start a chant. With that booming voice of yours, hindi mo nagawa? So I was like, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see more. The ninja is very athletic, I'll give him that. But for him to be an actual ninja, he should wrap his head in something other than a black t-shirt. A durag. Like, and maybe, you know, like one of those ninja masks, a ski mask or something, right? So this was supposed to have been a confrontation between Brad Cruz and Makata, and it turned out in uh, it turned out to be a lot of interference and shenanigans which resulted in a six-man six match man also yes. involving... Uh, six-man tag, yeah, also involving Revo Ranger and Bolt. Yes. Yeah. Ang labo lang nun, because I didn't know what Bolt and uh, Revo Ranger were doing with Brad Cruz. Okay. This is a dig at Brad Cruz, okay? This is just <laughs> this is just basically me saying, logically, story-wise, I know that uh, Revo Ranger and Bolt have their own thing with Endgame. Yeah. Right? So I didn't know what they, why they had to also be in this match with Brad Cruz. Right. At the same time. Um... I would have wanted to see more, see more from all six of these guys. Yeah. That, since that's the only logical conclusion you can get, apparently it's a spot for them. It's their time to shine. Uh, but yeah, you know, things ended up uh, in favor of Sina Bolt, right? And yeah. Good guys. Good guys. Good guy win. And then Endgame comes in and uh, ruins their party. Um, I don't know why Apocalypse is slumming it with these dudes. Uh, seriously. It's like, Former Art of War. Oh, former All Out War. Ooh. All Out oh. War. I keep doing this. I'm sorry, that's, guys. That, that's that's, uh, it's, that's it's, psychological, na, man. That, uh, I think this is proof that you're not ultimately pro PWR. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think that's not like I don't know what to say. Okay, so the so All Out War, All Out War champion is slowing it with Budget Finn Balor and. Uh, and Super Nintendo for some reason. Although I will say I like the name, the and the, the name Endgame, very very cool sounding. Parang super villain a group talaga sila, which is I think what they're going for anyways. What do you think about the pre-show art? Because of course you're coming off the Trabajadores arc yes. from 2017-18, and then yes. now you have these recurring characters in the pre-show. Do you see a, a new pre-show story being formed? If not, uh, what do you think about it? I think that there is a new pre-show story being formed. Pero kumbaga kung canon yung like let's let's use a Star Wars analogy here. Ooh. Right? Four, five, six canon. This is probably the prequels. We're still at that stage. Okay. Uh, Before you get to we're, they're bucking around. Kumbaga, they're finding their place. Yeah. Right. And they're setting the and, stage. Yeah, they're setting the More stage. There, there's a lot of things that you can take out, right? But then. You can see where it's going. You can see that at the end of the day, it'll be a face-off between Endgame and whatever Bolt and his friends call themselves. So right now, are you up on this story? Or are you down on this story? I have to wait and see. I'm going to hold judgment for now. I, okay. I, and I think it's still too early to call. Okay. Now, first uh, first match on the main card, yeah, John Sebastian versus MWF's Robin Sane with the 50% ownership of PWR at stake. Yeah, and I think this is a very interesting move from both guys. Uh, John Sebastian is going into this match uh, emotionally compromised because he's in the crystal. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, right? And so, I don't know what went into his mind uh, thinking that he can't be a PWR just like that. But then, at the same time, uh, for all you MWF fans, see Robin Sane is also coming into this match uh, emotionally compromised. But he has these issues with his friends. 
uh, quote-unquote friends. Quote-unquote friends in Mr. Lucha and in Jerim Jim. So, parang may handicap sila pareho eh. But it doesn't take away from their wrestling. Um, these are the, the top guys in both their companies, right? So, Robin Singh is highly athletic, incredibly agile, and John Sebastian is... I think John Sebastian had the edge in this match just on the amount of mind games he can play. He's just psychologically a more uh, gifted wrestler. Um, and you can see how magulang siya. Eh. It's like, that's the, for lack of a better term, magulang siya. And he was able to get that edge over Robin Zane. So you mean to say everything else, everything else, physicality wise, athleticism, halos parehas, but then mental edge. Yes, yung yes, that's what set it apart. Okay. That's what set it apart for me. Any other thoughts on either of these guys or on the match as a whole before we move on? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, next up was my boy Main Max against Dax Xavier. Uh, your thoughts on this? Because um, I, I just want to tell a quick story. I think of the Main Max matches I've been a part of. That was one of the easiest ones for me. Oh, easy in terms of work or easy in terms of the victory? Or? No, easy in terms of getting people on our side, okay. especially coming off of Renaissance, which was which I would call a disaster on my <laughs> yes. part because I didn't do as good of a job as I wanted. So coming off of that uh, that low of a bar, anything else would have okay. been a victory, yeah. right? So, well, yeah. you know, what were your thoughts on the whole thing? I actually, <laughs> first of all, let me comment on your new look, the, the, the debuting Arthur the Arvark's Thanks. Slash Mr. Rogers. Slash Mr. Rogers. Slash that kid from Doraemon. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that guy posted it on your Wait, Alice, my Alice SGQ. Uh, his name is Nobita, by the way. Uh, Nobita. I'm not a Doraemon fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, I like that new look, look because it makes you more approachable. Um, I think um, as a character, Mr. C um, is leaning towards the uh, coach, inspirational coach angle more than actual businessman So angle. closer to Coach Gus than yeah, anything? Well, no. Closer to Phil Jackson than Coach Gus. Okay, Come I on. like that. Sure. Okay. Like, I think because when you wear a suit, it finds like a certain level of charisma. Um, that people expect from you. Okay. Um, that's why I don't wear like a lot of my pro pictures from Comedy Manila have me in a suit. Yeah. Which I don't like because people always expect me to be in a suit, and then they see this fat guy in cargo shorts and, like, <laughs> and a wrestling diba? shirt and, and a cap. Then, yeah, a wrestling shirt and a cap, and then they'd be like, "Ano to, ba?" Yeah. It's because I don't have the charisma to pull off a suit. All right. I don't feel comfortable in a suit. So are you saying I never look comfortable in the suit? No, I'm saying that there's a level people expect there. And if you don't meet that level, automatically uh, people hate on you. Okay. Okay. Like, so it's easier. It's easier to judge people who look. Who set, the look lower, the bar, set the bar lower, ba? Set the bar lower. Set the bar low. It's just when you set the bar high, you have to. You have, also to, you have go, to always yeah, be also okay. live up to it. Okay. Diba? Um, there is a casualness that comes with the sweater look, the easy goingness that comes with it. Okay. And and I like the whole inspirational speeches, So it works with the look. I like it. Thanks. Okay. So that's Mr. C. Let's talk about the match Max itself. And Dax. The match itself. Dax is actually uh, more gift a more gifted wrestler than we give him credit for. Uh-huh. So and, you like this uh, edge on Dax? I like this edge on Dax simply because. He, here's a guy who people have been ridiculing for yeah. the better part of a year yeah. calling him seasick and all these other things he, he tries to carry the flag of his tribe yeah. into matches uh, I can compare his art to Dragon Fist uh, to Iron Fist 
when he leaves Gunlun. Is this a spoiler for season one? No, 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 no not. Not really. It's his mythos. It's his mythos. mythos. Diba? Okay, cool, cool. Umalis si Iron Fist sa Kunlun. Yeah. Tapos parang nawala siya sa landas niya. Yes. Okay. This is what's happening to Max right now. Uh-huh. Okay, I feel. Okay. And uh, maybe he'll find his way back or maybe not. You know? We just have to wait and see. I'd like to point out that Unhinged Dax Saviera has been getting a lot of good reviews and I think that's a testament to the amount of work he's putting into yeah. his character. Heal Dax is best Dax. Yeah, exactly. It's, it has depth. He's not just a clean baby face anymore. It has depth to his character. And even with the win, he won with the artist. Right? Yeah. Like that win, that win was dirty as hell, but he's a heel now. That's what you're supposed to do. What do you think about Main Max, especially coming off of that main event performance at Renaissance? You know, I, I want to say that I really thought Main Max had it that last show. Yeah. And to come to fall short and then to lose again in that way. Yeah. I feel like he's in a rut himself. Uh-huh. Um, he's just returning though. Yeah. Right? He only returned a few months ago. Basically half a year ago. Yeah. After like years and years of not wrestling. Years. One year lang One year lang One year lang But it felt, no, it felt long because there was the the schedule exactly. the schedule yeah, okay, after exactly, he, after yeah. he after he went away yeah. the schedule really picked up and then this, the match cards got denser exactly yeah, yeah okay yeah. so that's why it felt super long yeah so I feel like he has to find his place in the new PWR now and hopefully we'll find out later in the show that this new tag team that he's forming can help this him out this new diba? group this new group if you will this new stable Alright, next up, uh, what was next? Kamtutan versus Yolo Twins, diba? Uh, uh, grab Tutan? No, no, no. We're as, officially, as officially mentioned in the Smart Henry Group review, Grab I'm Tutan. I'm sorry, but that doesn't count for I, all versus the Yolo Twins. I, I, I am leaning towards Kamtutan. Thank you, Chino. So, for all intents and purposes, everyone still recognizes it more as Kamtutan. So Kamtutan and the Yolo Twins. Yeah. The Yolo Twins are super underrated on the mic. Can I just say that right now? We don't hear them often on the mic. I think it's by design and for good reason. Yeah, right? But they are like, the the, 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 the douchiness, you know, they can pull off the whole, even if people started chanting the Visoria, the Visoria. Yeah, over polos. Over polos, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they still pulled it off. I really like how they don't give a fuck. That's, to me, that's... Pretty sure that's not an act either. Yeah, I, I like how, <laughs> I, like, I don't know anything about that. But I like how they don't just just don't care and they they're real in the ring. Yeah. So they bring that edge to their mic work and that's what I really love. Well, you know, they are as legit a tag team as they are. Or uh, as, as you as can you, get. As you as can, you can get. Former champions, exactly. And they're biological twins. Yeah. But they're like a real life tag team. Yeah, yeah. From the womb. From the womb. Right? Yeah. And then they have to face um, two upstarts in Kamtutan. Yeah. What do you think about Kamtutan's performance? I really like their performance. They were doing well, I have to say. Kamus, doing... you're doing well now. They were doing well until they decided to pull that rocket launcher into Cap's uh, junk. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me as an observer. Why? Londar to, Londar to uh, Dick? Because Cap, uh, Cap is basically in the Tree of Woe. Yeah. So he's immobilized himself on purpose. Right. And, I, and all the For other guys. Maximum guy, efficiency. They of the, 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 the magic one. But uh, as you can see, the as you can feel rather, the other guy was able to counter you and just get rid of Cap right away. Yeah. Right. So it was all it was all working in their favor until that um, spot. So you're saying their Joey Ryan logic basically screwed them. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, next up after that, I mean next. Do you remember? 
I mean, Gina has notes. I just want to say, know, it's yeah, it's skin. Crystal. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, Crystal I, versus Ken Warren. There you go. Yeah. So okay, that, that for rule. a PHX championship opportunity. Yes. Um. This this stipulation is interested me. Um. I don't. I saw aftershock and the how. Ken Warren and Crystal got the match, but I always thought Ken Warren would get an automatic rematch because of his rematch clause. Yeah, uh, you know what? I was actually thinking the same thing, so I don't. So I don't know why why he still had to fight for it, but he won. So uh, give it to John Sebastian. Yeah, maybe John Sebastian is really that emotionally compromised. We don't know. He forgets. He forgets sometimes. We get that. He, um, but you know, the match is interesting because these guys are both excellent technical wrestlers. Oh, okay. I like how they move in the ring, both of them. Um, Crystal is so underrated because of her size, because she's easily the smallest wrestler on the PWR roster. Uh, in terms of weight, okay. not in terms of height. <laughs> I was going to say. Taya de la Torre still wins that. That's, that's, that's where I was going with that. But in terms of size, okay. Mas, sobrang lamang na lamang si Ken Warren sa kanya. Diba? It's like a cruiserweight going up against the big show. We don't even have to downplay that. It's like, it's really dude. Dude versus girl. Right? So size-wise, <laughs> but I like, I'm getting distracted. But my point is, yung size nila, the size difference doesn't, doesn't uh, affect the match. Okay, so two things stood out to me while watching this match. The first <laughs> was yung, the feminist angle. And, it's always been brought up every time Crystal wrestles because more often than not she's in, in, she's in an intergender match. Yes. But I think this was the first time where the babyface male uh, went out of his way to keep apologizing yes. for initiating offense. Yes. So that was the first. And then the second was obviously the finish where John Sebastian yes. came out to say, I want it that way and distracted Crystal. So give me your, your input on those two. Okay. Your first part with regards to intergender matches, I feel like Wrestling in itself is a performance. Yeah, it's a sport. Yes, you guys are athletes. I get that, but it's a performance wherein you assist each other. You're working with your with your partner in the ring. Kahit magkalaban kayo, you're still working out moves. There's a giver, there's a taker, right? And if one Where guy, him? <laughs> like if one guy doesn't take it, if one guy doesn't take it, masasira yung match, masasaktan siya. So, diba, to a certain extent. I guess you could say that it's choreographed, right? The moves mm-hmm. are rehearsed. Mm-hmm. You don't just... That's don't try this at home because you can get hurt seriously. Now... Stop killing the business, Chino. Get to the point. What? <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is even mong babae si Crystal and um, she's like the smaller of the two wrestlers in the ring, she still is a trained professional. Right, like uh, in any job, may risk naman nakasama. Oh. Right, in any job, may risk naman nakasama. Yan. But if you're a trained professional, the risks are significantly lower. And I feel like you, if you watch Crystal in the ring, you will see it in her, how she moves, mm-hmm. how she pulls off the spot, all these other characteristics, her psychology, etc. Right. Now, now she really knows what she's doing. So let's steer it back to yung yung ginagawa ni Ken Warren. He would always go, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." So like. Um, looking at crowd reaction, that really popped the crowd. Yeah. Because it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was funny. What it's... do you think of, of, of that shtick? Because Ken Warren has always been brash and abrasive, yeah. even as a babyface. So for him to go out of his way, to go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mr. It's it's interesting. Mr. Nice Guy Ken is like seeing a heel dax. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So you like it? It's a, it's a depth to their character. It's another uh-huh. layer 
of who Ken Warren is. Yeah, yeah. We see it with Dax being a heel. Now we're seeing a face Ken Warren. But, um, these are things that I've never seen Ken Warren do before because he always looks out, out for himself most yeah. of the time, right? So to see this, is it's interesting. And I'm, it has me glued more to who Ken Warren is evolving into as a wrestler. Okay. Uh, now with regards to Seb- John Sebastian coming out and saying... I did it my way. It was hilarious. No, it was, I wanted that way. Not I did it my way. Uh, wait, what did I say? You said, you said I did it my way. way. I'm uh, Frank Sinatra versus Backstreet Boys. I do not know what I'm saying right now. The Clearly. point is, he was, see, <laughs> he was singing a Backstreet Boys song. Right. Had the whole crowd going. And it was funny. And it worked. I liked um, that spot. Um, I don't I like how it cost Crystal the match. Yeah. But it still worked. Okay. Stay tuned to find out. Yeah, they break I, up. I, yeah, I, I just wish them nothing but the best. Say, oh, that was a John Sebastian. <laughs> best right. of intentions. Next, uh, Mike Madrigal versus Vlad Sinsik. Basically, the blow off to their feud. Yeah, I read online uh, one of the reviews that there's apparently forced chem. Somebody feels like they have forced chemistry. Yeah, I believe that was one of the comments from Ricky Publico uh, yeah. from Smart Henry who reviewed the show. Which I don't get because they've been tagging for like the longest time. Right? They were. They were the for a good stretch. Deadly Sins was yeah. it? Basically a year. Yeah. Basically a year. They, they were in a solid tag team. So, I think chemistry-wise in the ring, they both, they both worked so well off of each other. Mm-hmm. They're both insane. Yes. And insanely yes. good. Um, they're both willing to do things uh, the wrestlers aren't put their body on the line but at the same time very gifted athletes we actually saw the return of the muscle buster yeah from, we, uh, with just, muscle. just just to put emphasis on how insane these fuckers are right exactly and uh, a pentagon driver what does he call it uh, yeah the pentagon the pe- driver is it that called one. the pentagon driver well, I just know it as the pentagon boss driver. Mike please enlighten what, and what, is the, what is the move uh, were you a fan of the finish? I wasn't. To okay, be honest, why not? Because it showed it. This Mac Madrigal is interesting to me. Um, I'm gonna jump ahead here a bit and say that okay. Mac Madrigal as a face feels sudden to me. Okay, and I'm not saying that he's a clean face. Maybe he's like an anti-hero face, conflicted face. Right? Okay. But I'm confusing this out because it feels sudden. It feels like there's no work up to it. Yeah. Like, like it's it's so it's almost like a quick turn. So parang for him to feel sorry after about a guy over a guy he just low blowed the show before. Yeah. Parang confusing non. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and then maybe it was because his you know, his feelings finally settled in. Yeah, maybe well, I don't maybe, know. But like, I would have wanted to see like a longer, a more, more drawn yeah. out version. Yeah, a more drawn out version, okay. more well thought version. So. Okay. So yeah, but other than that, the match is insane. It was pretty good. Alright, up next, PWR Tag Team Championship match. The Naughty Boys versus the Kakai Bros with all the shenanigans surrounding Kimberly. Yeah. And and the other shenanigans? That's not the only shenanigans, man. Oh, what other shenanigans comes? Yolo Twins. Yeah, bring, bring that up. Yeah, that's no, right. It needs to be So nice. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we'll start with the match itself first. <laughs> Um, I I like the improvements that uh, ECX and TDT are getting into the more matches they have together. Uh, this as last that last show I thought that was their best wrestled match. Obviously they won the titles. I think this is their best wrestled match mm-hmm. to date. Now. Okay, now, I could be I I could be wrong and say that their next match might be their best match 
ever again because they so the the improvement that they're getting into is exponential. And um, improved uh, even with their dad bonds. So coat and coat. Coat and coat dad bonds. But they do have a champ or bodies of a champion. Right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Wait for the merch. Wait for the merch. Anyway. I didn't mean to shill right there. The to- I'm, I'm rubbing off on you, buddy. The top quadrian <laughs> was something I thought I'd never seen before. Uh-huh. Um, I've been talking to Trian a lot uh, outside of PWR, and you can. And he's always told me that I want him top rope, I want him high flying. So to see him do that is like breaking his his uh, luchador chin. Uh-huh. And it's so interesting to see. You can see him just drop through like the bottom rope where ECX had to pull it apart right. as wide as humanly possible. Just to give him some some Yeah, room. Para, like, just the Maya. Actually, nice. both of them popped their dive cherries that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. ECX did, ECX a, did, did. a dive spot as well from the top rope, right? How do you feel more about the the dynamics of the Kakayu Bros with the, with the way that they started out the match with that pre-show segment and how they wrestled throughout? Because if you're giving, if you're if you're saying this is the best match of best wrestled match of best wrestled ECX match of them and TDT for the Kaki Bros on the other hand, this because is their, I know how you feel about them. The, this is their. Um, I like how they're giving spotlights to the Kaki Bros. Babad na sila sa spotlight. They have time to do promos now. They have this whole gimmick where they walk out, right? And they have they walk out with this group, so you get to know them as characters instead of just foils. Mm. Uh, the like what their previous roles were, they were foils. So now that you get to know them as characters, you're more invested in them as wrestlers. Like that's how it works in any story. So I like this exposure that they're getting and how they're you putting it to good use. The bad, this whole gimmick with the camera link. Yeah, it, it was so uh, it's so hilarious to me uh, how they have this whole tarpaulin that I lost my shit just seeing that happen in front. Now, what, what do you think about the YOLO twins inserting themselves into this story and uh, getting into a beef with the Kakai Bros? Okay, so like when I said that the YOLO twins didn't really, they don't really care about what's happening, if you think about it, the YOLO twins wouldn't do this if they didn't care enough about where they are on the card. Yeah. Right? They're finding themselves sit lower and lower in the tag team division, right? Mm-hmm. TDT and ECX on top and then maybe the Kakai Bros and then all the other tw- tag teams and then the YOLO Twins. Which so is, you're saying the end game is the, higher than the YOLO no, Twins? Yeah. Are they a tag team? I mean, they're, they're a group. They're a group. So you're yeah. saying... But, but, uh, no, but lower lower than where they're used the, to be. Revel Ranger and Bolt are above uh, the YOLO yeah, Twins? Probably. Because the YOLO Twins have been on a slide as of late. Okay. I feel like they've been on a slide. Uh... They were, they are the Yolo twins of old, and this is them trying to do something about it. And I always like when wrestlers try to do something about their situation. Taking agency. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So after intermission, the next match was an all-out war championship match. It was ba- it was a baking pan match between Redrick Mahaba and AB3. Yeah, I like how whenever a foreign object has to be involved. Redick Mahaba has to choose something that's food related. <laughs> wow! Like, friendship! That's friendship, man. Yeah, that, that is friendship. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I like the match just because of the intensity. 
that both guys were willing to put themselves through. Mm-hmm. Also, the amount of creativity to use the baking pan in as many ways as they did. Because if you think about baking pan, it's not the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to a wrestling match. Well, maybe diba? not not in places that are not called PWR. Yeah, diba? <laughs> like, exactly. But the baking pan is pretty much a signature weapon in these parts. Okay, so if you think, because this is for other people who who aren't as initiated to PWR as we are. Mm-hmm. It's weird to see how a baking pan can cause so much damage. Okay, and I yeah. like the creativity that AB3 and Eric Mahaba put into the match. Uh, I like the spots where AB3 just started picking up random baking pans <laughs> mm-hmm. and hitting Eric Mahaba with it. Yeah. Um, I especially like the the spot where Redek Mahaba said he was injured and had the whole medical crew ah, yung, yung the, fake out, yung fake out the spot the fake out I was I was so bought invested in this match that I actually started taking a video to send to fellow comedians to say oh my god that was Redek wow what a friend but the man he was taking it out he was saying yeah it, it was, was acting it was acting people started chanting best actor right after and rightfully so he sold, he sold us all, right? I wish people in the audience could have seen all of the baking pans when they were taken to the back. Because they were all tumukla. Basically, it was a pile of dented baking pans. That's right. I was talking to these guys after the match. Both both Redek Mahaba and AB3. Right? And the only thing they've told me the whole post-show post was ang sakit ng katawan ko. Mm-hmm. Like oh, lang. no shit. Mo, no shit. You hit each other with like 20 baking pans, right? How did you feel about the involvement of Artie the PA in all of this? Yeah, I'm, you know, Artie the PA is, um, he's a foil, eh. Diba? He's, hmm. he's there to make the whole match interesting. And he did his job, I guess. <laughs> as far as, as far as PAs are concerned. I don't They're disposable. Right. Okay. In any in any industry. Oh, for sure. PAs are so disposable. And we know this from being PAs ourselves. Yes, exactly. Okay. Next up, you had Martivo versus Sandata in the post-match segment where I recruited Sandata. Yes. Um, let's go to the match itself first. Yeah, sure. Wrestling clinic. Um, this is why I really like this show. It's because especially in the second half of Homefront, each match steps up. Um, escalation can, of there's an escalation of tension of performance uh, even in a match like this where there didn't really seem to be anything up for grabs yeah it's like a standard match there's mm. nothing at stake yeah, yeah. here but if you think about it uh, Martivo is working his way to the top yeah that's how you get title shots by winning and Sandata is coming off a loss Yes. Right, so he has to get back up there. So even if there are no titles or contracts on the line, there's still something at stake career-wise. Okay. Right. Um, I like the technicality both wrestlers uh, bring to the table. Uh, Martivo is slowly uh, working his way uh, into becoming, no offense, Rafael Mabayashi, the best technical wrestler Ooh. in. Uh, PWR. You know he's gonna roast you on that. Yeah, right. Well, it's fine. Chino Liao calling a shot. Because hot take. I like how diverse Martivo is now as a wrestler. Hindi lang siya yung uh, butt butt bump for like five times, the bad the the Bronco Buster in the corner or the booty shake. 
No, it's amazing that uh, it's it's taken reviewers like you this long to notice it. Because uh, you know, I've been hearing these things about Martivo dating back to his bootcamp days. Yes, and I I know his reputation and his technical proficiency uh, was already there. Oh, okay. So it's I guess it's nice he's finally getting yes. his due. Is no, what I'm I, exactly because I like uh, how he's building himself up as a true performer in the ring. Parang the 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 depth of moves that he has. Is just growing show by show, and pretty soon he might be, just find his way to into a title match. Which one do you want to see him in? PHX, I feel. Okay, how do you feel about Sandata in this match? Just because his arc of late is yes, he has. If the if the Yolo Twins were on a slide, Sandata is in, on a bigger slide. Tumbrasha yung top slide in Splash Island. Okay, he he he. Flew out to China, yes. lost unfortunately in yeah. the tournament. Flew but, to Singapore and lost as well. Even with Migs in his Even corner. Even with Migs Rosales. Shout outs to a boy, right, right? But you know, I like the offer that Mr. C presented to Sandata. Did you like the way that he inserted every single yes. team catchphrase? I, I'll get to that. I like okay. how he's giving Sandata a chance. Because at the same time, this reciprocates into Main Max getting a new opportunity in PWR. We've talked about Main Max trying to find his own place in the roster. Yeah. And I like that as well. Umaga, these two guys are going to start from scratch. I just hope that all the teams Mr. C ripped off don't sue him for copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> And the Warriors were there. Obviously, the Warriors. The Celtics, Celtics were there. The Cavs were there. No, the Cavs weren't there. The I Cavs don't defend the land. Never said that. Okay. Oh, no, you yeah, should have used it because the home front. No, we weren't in the invasion storyline, so it didn't matter. It wasn't relevant. Okay. The Cavs. No, sorry, the Warriors, the Celtics. You're missing the, the Rockets. The Rockets, the Rockets and the Sixers. The Rockets and the Sixers. There we God go. God damn. So I'm down. No, I had a lot of fun writing that promo. No, but yeah. It, it showed naman. It showed um, in this new art that you guys are taking. And I'm very interested to see where this goes. So where do you Thank think you. it's going for the newly christened MSG? Well, where else can it go but a tag team championship match? Again, again. Well, I mean, again, again. But that's where it's going. That's... that's Go to the end game. <laughs> okay, I, I need your thoughts on MSG as a name because I'm going to tell this story. Uh, we were we were at our usual watering hole after after the show, and there was a there was a lady there I'd never met before, and I, I said hi to her because she was with someone who was drinking with the boys. Okay, so I, I said hi, and then immediately the first thing that comes out of her mouth was MSG, and I was like, thank you for remembering. So, Thank you, know, you for like, watching the show first. As huh? a fellow Chinese person, as someone who also oh, loves food. Oh, God. Play the Chinese card. What do you think about the name? I li- I, first of all, it's it's pretty much a cop-out for you to play the race card okay. in a match. But then, that's what wrestling is. Yeah. It's a race of, card? No, a lot of cop-outs. It's a lot of race cards. I wouldn't say it's a cop-out. I would say I mean, it's more of just drawing uh, say, like, like, if you were in Chinese, easy. If you were in Chinese, would you still name yourself MSG? Probably not. It, it wouldn't work as well. It yeah. only works because you are, in fact, Chinese. Yes. Right? And in comedy or in uh, wrestling, you always go for the obvious. Yeah. Exactly. It's shallow. It's stupid. So it's, it's shallow. It's stupid. So it's easy to grasp onto. 
So I like the name. I, I think it's a good move on your part to come Thank up you. with the uh, Shout out to the Valley. She actually came up with that. Okay, so we come into the last three matches. All bangers in their own right. All which is what barn burners. Which is what match. before we get into it, did you think that this stretch would be as good as it was gonna be? Oh and, my god! And did no. you think that these matches were gonna come in the order like, that I you had, saw them? I had okay. Let's start with the first match then. If you're gonna mention order, PWR Championship match. It's interesting because most of the shows that I've seen, or in fact all the shows I've seen, always close with the PWR Championship match. And always close with Ralphie Mamarashi. Yeah, right? It's the top title in the company, so you would think it would close. Even. But it's not the first time that the PWR Championship did not, not close the show. It is not. That probably wasn't at that show. But it's, it's been a while. It's, yeah, been, it's, a been, a while. it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. The last time was the Zayden Ralph match at Respeto. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I wasn't there, I think. Yeah, that's the US Cup. Yes, the States Power. The PWR <laughs> Championship match, even if it was third to the last, still just blew my mind and how great performers these two guys are. Break it down for us. The Quatro, coming into this match, this is his biggest test. He just freed himself uh, from the Trabalhadores, the Council of the Trabalhadores. Right? Who made the surprise surprise appearance? Surprise appearance uh, to support. To support that. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that Trabador uh, Supremo was going to show up. With uh, considerably less weight? Yes, exactly. Apparently he went on a diet. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he lost he, a few... Maybe he took some diet tips from mainstream Mahaba. We do not know. Uh-huh. Right? But it's, it's nice to see how they give Quattro their support. They didn't interfere in the match. They, they, no shenanigans. They, no they, shenanigans. They, they, they came, came in to do the introductions and, and then they left. Like, exactly. Uh, back into the shadows. Um, Shadow. Yes. And I like how um, I like how Quattro was still able to step up to the plate. Like, I really thought this time around that Quattro might have just won it. And we saw in the match as deep yeah. oh, as it went God. that he almost won it. I popped right there. When I when I thought that he pinned him for a three count, I, I just lost it. I pulled out my phone. I was taking a video, and then when Mahaba comes in and says, "Hey, di pala, di pala," but you know, yeah, we have to blame for that. The Chinese RT. ref and the, RT. The Chinese, the Chinese ref doesn't know how to count, which is weird because he's Chinese. <laughs> Great start again, but RT is, again. He's a PA, and PA is disposable. But PAs. PA did something impactful. Kumaga ano siya, minion siya. Yeah. Diba? Like yeah, pretty you, much. They, they, do, they do their job. Right? Uh-huh. They make things work. And, you know, sayang lang na natapos ng ganun yung match. But Ralph Imabayashi was, uh, I think he's right, like, post-match, as good as this match was, and dami kong pwede sabihin about the performance and about how athletic they both are. I thought at a certain point, Quattro might have done it because he was showing us things that he's probably never done in the ring before. Or right? showed you. Showed me. Yeah. Right? And then he was showing uh, Rafi, Mabayashi. Rafi Mabayashi was also stepping up to the plate showing why he's the longest training uh, PWR champion. And the youngest PWR youngest, champion yeah. ever. Like Rodrick so, Mahava will remind us. Of all the title defenses Ralph has had among those you've seen, which one stands out the, the most as the best? This one stands out in terms of underdog story. I feel like this is uh, this is because Quattro has never had even a title match. Yeah, 
uh, in his career so to be to, to be on the top right away you know, it's a big deal for such an upstart so, um, yeah keep going can refresh my memory what the other matches were uh, you had me Max you had Zayden Trudeau uh, you had Chris Panzer Chris Panzer the very first Panzer in Mabayashi match was also pretty good you had Miguel Rosales oh yeah Revo X. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, that was with Miguel Rosales' uh, career yeah yes yes I wasn't around for that yeah, that you were out. So that's that's a lot of matches. That's a lot of Koto Hero. Koto Hero. Koto Hero is also pretty good. Yeah. But okay. Uh, okay, if we were to rank it, I would say Quattro uh, uh, and then Koto Hero. Those are your top two. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, okay, let's talk about the post-match uh, shenanigans. So first, you had Ralph and Mabayashi blaming Redrick Mahaba yeah. for everything and seemingly ending their friendship and yes. partnership. And then after that, you had. An attack from Mike Matigal. I say, guys, this Captain PWR. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that it was him? It Who was knew the Captain PWR um, had a hoodie? Ang, ang confusing lang kasi before the, the, a little backstage story, kinawayan ako ni Captain PWR. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he was sitting behind you. He, he was, was sitting behind, behind you for a while. Was. So hindi ko alam kung si Captain PWR bayon o si Mike Matigal <laughs> Okay. And still, I, Mike Madagal, if you're listening, let me know. Was that you or was that Captain PWR? Maybe you murdered him in between. What can you know? Okay, But then I find out Mike Madrigal was Captain PWR this whole time. So now I'm confused. Was it really Captain PWR? Or was it Mike Madrigal? Who knows? Who knows? But what matters is Mike Madrigal comes in with a run-in and with a kendo stick and fucks up everyone. Earns himself a title match. Now, I've said what I need to say about Mike Madrigal as a face. Do you buy him as a face though? No, I do not. It's confusing because the story. Because people are still chanting Kupal. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't you, uh, if you had no idea about PWR storylines, wouldn't you be more sympathetic towards Ralph? Because he was blindsided. Yes, you would be more sympathetic towards Ralph. But I don't buy Mike Madagal as a face. So for you, Ralph is the face. Yeah, in this in this context, yes, Ralph is the face. So what can you? Sorry, sorry, Cam, keep cutting you off. But uh, yeah, go go go. Get the point uh, out. What what do you think is behind the Revo Nation's fascination with Mike Madrigal? Then he's a he's a cult hero. I feel Mike Madrigal is Um, as incredible and as insane an athlete as he is. He's also a very very talented trash talker. Even when even in the middle of a suplex, you still hear him say "putang ina." Before he gets hit with a chop, he before goes with that. Yeah, before he gets hit with anything, he throws out a slur, and it's easy. You know, it it might sound like an easy thing to do, but it's very entertaining to watch. I also feel like he's an everyman, like to a degree. Yeah. To a degree, he's like can say that. he's he's not. He doesn't fashion himself after some fancy character, Nisha upscale. He's very uh, salt of the earth type of guy. But why do why do fans cheer for the potty mouth when we don't like it from say Duterte? Because actually, I was I was just gonna posit something. Young theory go. It's because Ralph is the bigger heel, therefore it necessitates yes. that. But everyone has seen Ralph as the heel, as the dominant heel for so long. Now, by default, once you give Madrigal his shot, if he has the opportunity, automatically, hey, we want that guy to fuck him up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because Ralph has had this title for the longest time. I can't even... Was it Panzer who had the title before him? Yeah. It's been that long. Right? And you forget Since... that Panzer's 
Panzer was champion what this year? Right? Yeah, he was until yeah. he was yeah. Until the title yeah. he might be Rafael Mabayashi. He has the record now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right? he does. Yes, yeah. seven months almost. He has the record now for longest reign. So, Pacabus has a point in saying that we want to see the guy uh, go down. We always cheer for the underdog, no matter what sport we're in. <laughs> okay, so if you have read the Smart Henry review of Homefront, uh, one of Ricky Publica's comments was there were too many things that happened after the match itself. Okay. Do you share the same opinion? Um, I do not. I feel like Rafa, uh, I feel like Rafa Mabayashi, yes, said the right name this time, uh, is a capable enough wrestler to win the match against Quattro without interference from Melvick Mahaba. If anything... Or RT. Or RT. If anything, one can make the argument that Mahaba and RT almost cost him Mabayashi the match. No, no, no. Sorry. The question ko was more of parang, was there too much going on uh, Ralph beat Quattro because of all all the shenanigans. Yeah. And then Ralph confronted Redrick and then Mike Madrigal attacked Ralph. It's part of the story. It's part of the narrative. Ralph and Mabayashi is a heel. So... Of course, there are going to be shenanigans. When was the last time you've seen a heel win cleanly? Because mm. they don't, right? Heels win by heel ways. That's, that's what, what makes them heel. That's what makes them heel. If they won with a finisher and a pinfall, heel pa ba sila? Well, no, in the, in the finish in, in, context. In the finish context. Yeah, in the yeah. finish context. Diba? So, of course, there are going to be shenanigans. What I'm saying is, as a wrestler, Rafa Mabayashi can simply win without going... Through all the uh, the additives, yung mga drama, yung mga dagdag na hindi man kailangan, diba? So it makes sense. Okay. Be still. Any other thoughts before we move on to the last two matches? Yeah, no, I've said all I need to say. Alright, PHX, uh, PHX tuloy. Uh, Lady Killer versus Chris Panzer. That's what happened. The, the Killer in Manila Park came next. Yeah, the abs versus abs. Match. I wonder how many people in the audience literally came. <laughs> well, that the match, match is going for on. this yeah. match. Well, they yeah. came yeah. exclusively for yeah. this match. God yeah. damn it, Stan. <laughs> Stop trying to clean this show up, Carlos. We've long owned our explicit tag. I know, but God, but, sex. Yeah, but then, you know, first of all, it's my first time to see uh, it's your the, first lady, time. <laughs> the Lady Killer. Oh, uh, yes, I think it was yes. the first time for a lot of us. Of a lot of us. Um, I don't know who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, he I, is was, the Cruiserweight champion of. Uh, Grapple Max, if I'm not mistaken. He's also a career babyface in Singapore. Okay. Oh, okay. So for him to play the the heel against a uh, very known, a uh, very well known babyface in Chris Panzer is very, very um, interesting to see, right? It's like when AB, well, I'm sorry, when AB, Alberto Del Rio used the whole thing. Alberto Del Rio debuted in the WWE for the longest time. He was a face, right? Yep. In Mexican luchador career, history. Career face. Career he was a face career face. In uh, Mexico. So it's nice to see that these guys can um, take, uh, step out of their role. They can step away from who they actually are, who they've been used to playing, and have an edge to them that is uh, distinct and you know makes them original. What do you think about the match itself? Because they worked at a really different pace compared to Ralph versus Quattro. Say Ralph Quattro, it was kind of methodical. Then it really built up towards the end. Whereas Lady Killer versus Panzer was really fast from the get go. Yes. Okay. Um, because the ba parang little sports science here. I know it's coming from me. May purpose to your abs. May purpose to your abs, Gives them the power to go this whole match. 
And it makes... Abs equals cardio? Uh, abs equals core strength. So. Ah, okay. okay. And okay. core strength allows you to go. That's why they were okay. able to go for so long. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the sexual innuendo. Yeah. There. I, there's no sexual innuendo here. Come on, get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, you were trying to clean this show up a minute ago, man. That's why I'm waiting for it so I can so, clean it up. So, now, I like how they were pitted against each other because you know that both these guys know each other so well, having worked together in the past back in Singapore. One match. One, One match, match, right? But One that's match. still enough to build, and still enough to build chemistry. You can improve from that previous match. You know what to work on. And you know, especially in this time, the uh, home court ni Panzer to Yeah. Right? So, you know, Panzer would know better about what the crowd actually likes, what they pop to, what they receive better yep. versus what he did in Singapore. That he's a visitor. He doesn't really know the crowd that well. So, it's interesting to see that they were able to pull this off in that pace, in that fast-paced uh, Philippine style that both of them are actually known for. I would, I would think Panzer is known. I would say Panzer is a flippy guy. But no, he, underrated, underrated flippy. Underrated flippy. Underrated flippy because he's very athletic. Yeah, yeah. We, we know he's athletic, but right. then only recently have we started seeing him add all of this, like the, the moonsault. Yes, exactly. The, exactly. That, oh my God, that beautiful rock bottom into the transition um, Uranagi. Yes. Yes, there you go. So but, but that, all these things that he's God, showcasing right now, just add to his repertoire uh, as a wrestler. Any other thoughts on Lady Killer versus Panzer? Well, yeah, you were satisfied. Yeah, I am very satisfied. You were glad you came. Yeah. Stan, dosing pandesal yun eh. Pag hindi satisfied, yun yan. Dose? Yep, yep, yep. A dozen, a dozen, a dozen pandesals. I did the math, I did the math. Alright, let's move on to the main event. PHX Championship match between Jake DeLeon and Tengu. Can I just say before we jump to that that whoever wrote that dad bod article yeah. uh, needs to watch this Panzer Lady Killer match. <laughs> dad bod yun, ano ba tayo? Ang ina niyo. Okay, so main event time. Main event Tengu. time with Tengu, visiting Tengu versus Jake DeLeon. Uh, you, said, you said before we got on, you, uh, well, you said earlier on, you never got to see Tengu. Yes. And what a shame that was. Um, he's now easily my favorite visiting wrestler. Out of even more than Billy Swain. Even more than Billy Swain. Oh. I have to say. That's Billy high Swain. praise. That's high praise, sir. Billy Swain had my uh, favor for the longest time. I mean, you and it's the Eurasian Dragon event. But I like Tengu because even with his style... Or the, the way he carries himself as a character, there's no wasted motion with how he moves in the ring, how he how he pops up and drops into that, uh, that seated pose, that seated pose, yes. Indian seat, yeah, in 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 whatever oh, in whatever manner he ends up, angalengi, no wasted motion, very British, very technical wrestling, very like may swagger sha without being too flippy. May um may style siya and still emphasizing on how tactical his wrestling is. And when you have a guy that visits that has that same level, it carries over to the other person. Because even with Jake DeLeon's experience abroad, I think this is their first match together. Yes, right? it was. Right? It's their first match together. And he, and Jake DeLeon is also bringing in his um 
for his foreign experience, his his wrestling tour experience from uh, Singapore and Malaysia, if I'm yes. not mistaken, right? So there's this level, kumbaga, that's the stepped JDL up. Level. That stepped up from the JDL level, and it Ito. just it just blew my mind and uh, how advanced Jake DeLeon is from the very very first PWR show in uh, the Makati Cinema Square till now, night and day. Especially when he can live up the Bapang homegrown boy that is JDL. No, he's a Philippine excellent boy. Yeah, yeah. Philippine excellent boy. Right? And he's homegrown right here in the Philippines. And he can step up to international wrestlers like Tango. It was, it was just a feast for the eyes. Uh, what do you think about JDL as a babyface once again? Okay, yung part na yun medyo confusing pa. Because remember, he kept, he's coming off from being a heel. Yeah. Right? There was no actual event that indicated he was a face. No singular again. moment. Right? No, no singular moment. It just kind of happened without us noticing. I think the fans never really took to him as a heel then. Yeah. Tipong, he would do what he could to get booed, but because he's JDL, people respect because, it and like him too much. Because he's very likable. He's like, he's like the Becky Lynch of the spot. Right? Probably with less defined deltoids. But. Well, yes. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, I love Becky Lynch, so I, I, I'm gonna have okay. to go Becky all day. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with Stan on this one. Okay. As we much were... as we love JDL as yeah. well. As much as we love JDL, sorry JDL, you're no Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I think what Chino just doesn't means, do it for you. I think what Chino just means is Becky Lynch is a female, a very attractive one. Yes. That, and JDL yes. is male. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So he's hard to hate. He's very hard to hate, and he and. It's because he's had the hearts of uh, the Revo Nation for the longest time. Right? Especially in his struggle to win his very first uh, PWR title without it being taken from him That's yeah. true. Uh, cheaply. Right? You were there. You without were there. it being robbed. Yes, we all were there. Right? Yeah. Okay, so um, do we go to the shenanigans now or I know? We can uh, go to the shenanigans. Okay, so JD wins. Tengu JD attacks him and blindsides him. Yeah. And then out comes Chris Panzer for the save. Ken Warren then comes out afterward. I don't know what Panzer was doing in this match, to be honest with you. Um, I'm confusing the Shayung like, interrupt, and now he has a, a role in the PHX title. This, like, I, it's not confirmed. I wouldn't know if it was confirmed. But, but I think wrestling but, logic would tell you, you that. that the the so I don't know why Panzer ended up in this spot anyways. Especially since Ken Warren is the rightful number one contender. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's exactly like the Charlotte-Becky uh, angle. That, uh, we were, that we just endured. Yeah, that, that we just endured. right? Exactly. Because right? Charlotte walks in and basically steals the title from Becky who worked her way to the top. Ken Warren is going to the same thing. He's won match after match, won the title, lost the title, and he's a number one contender and he still had to fight to be number one contender. And now he has to fight with another guy for the title. It's not well thought out. Well, maybe there are bigger plans because... Maybe was, again because because there was there was another video reveal yeah, again, after I, yeah again I do not like speaking in closed sentences yes we you know these things evolve over time we we can only talk about the story that happened in front of us what we see it's true this, this is true and this is what I feel with what I saw valid right. right 
Now let's wrap up the review. Man, we got through the entire show in less than an hour. Congrats to you, Chino. Oh, good. That's what happens when you have notes. Guys, this is what happens. Alam nyo, shout out to Tarek who reminded me to take notes. Considering na haba ng show, 12 matches yung pinasadahan natin. Okay, let's give out our awards. Stan na yun, Tarek. Okay, don't, don't throw me under the bus. I wasn't even at the show. Okay, let's uh, hand out the award spot of the night. Spot of the night has to go to... Are you guys ready for this? Oh, no. Oh, um... Cameron. Cameron. What? I've never left so hard in a wrestling show in my entire life. Like, like yung, everything that went down, tar- that's yung, your choice. Yung tar... Yung tar... Yung the whole okay. commitment... To, because in comedy, it's about commitment to the bit, right? right? If you don't commit to a bit, people will know. Fucking! It's half thought, and it'll be, it'll be awkward. Nothing right? is worse than a half-assed performance. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that all these other performances were half-assed. Yeah, yeah. Far from it. I'm just saying that as far as a segment goes, this is the most uh, committed bit I've seen in all of the PWR shows. All right. So, uh, we, we got you for that. Good job. Good. <laughs> Good don't job. Clap at the mic and don't take all the credit. You weren't even not, in the match. I'm you not, weren't I'm even not, there. My but my boys. But you were not there, Camus. I was. I was. You were the, backstage. I was backstage. Camus. I came out at the end. Yeah, that makes you a non-factor. Yeah, yeah. non-factor. But you weren't I'm even part of any shenanigans, Camus. You weren't there. Kendrick. Kendrick. Jemmerlin. Okay. My yeah. spot of the night. Na kayo. Uh, star of the na night. Kayo. Who is star of the night for you? Star of the night for me. Had to go God to Chris Panzer. Okay. Even okay. if I don't know why he was there in the, in the last parts of the match. Yeah, yeah. I still think... Last part of the main event. Main, the event, main, yeah. main event, yes. I, I feel like that match he had with Lady Killer just brought out another edge to who he is as a performer and as a wrestler. Like the work that he puts into the amount of uh, the intensity that he brings. Yeah. It's, it's a different Chris Panzer from what we've seen before. Okay, and finally, match of the night. Match of the night, no surprise here. Tengu versus JDL. Damn. Tengu versus JDL. It was actually, to be honest, guys, it was actually pretty hard for me to choose because between Tengu versus JDL, uh, the PWR Championship, and even and even uh, the All Out War match, I feel like all the second half matches were so well booked. So well booked that they were like neck and neck with each other in terms of grade. Shout outs to the booking team. So, shout outs to all the wrestlers, to the people in the back, to your production crew, even to the merch young boys. Angganda. Like, so you were okay with the booking of the last three matches? Yes. Ordering it, even if the PWR title didn't yes, close exactly. So. It makes sense because the level of intensity just increased match per match. Alright. Um, and I like it. I like how it climaxes when... <laughs> When not that kind of climax, no, no, guys. shout out to the Eurasian Dragon and our favorite wrestling philosoph- uh, philosophical analogy. Okay, <laughs> but basta, you know what I mean. Okay, okay. No, we got it, we got it. Okay, now let's start the climax. grade. I am going to give PWR Live Home Front a solid A. Damn, this is the this is the sh- first time, this is the first A I've given out in all my reviews. First time, yeah, and in any review, I think this is the first A. Right? Uh, I think Vendetta got an A. I'm not sure long if it was I, I don't think it was him. No, that was... that was. I'm pretty sure that was our good friend who is now in LA. Oh, Kel Fabi. Oh, okay. okay. Was, so I, I, remember, sure I remember before Homefront, 
uh, yung best show label was a toss-up between Vendetta 2017 and uh, Path of Gold okay. this year. So for Homefront to just blow all of that out with an A, I really, I really feel like different. Homefront surprised me in the level of uh, again I like how it increased uh, match per match the level of intensity the level of performance how it started with the pre-show and it was just a fun little segment funny little aside and then it built up from from the midpoint of the uh, tag team championships. And how emotional that spot was with Cameron Lynn. And how hilarious it was. And uh-huh. how you end up with Tengu versus JDL. Everybody was well used. Everybody had their moment to shine. And everybody did their job. So, uh, shout out to everybody here, man. Ang ganda. People were shouting uh, Sulit Bayad after the show. Yeah. I actually feel differently. I feel like I owed PWR money after watching this show. <laughs> Like, next you can pay up now. Yeah, yeah. We, we can will pay take up it now. on we'll behalf of it. the company. <laughs> I, I don't trust you guys with that one. So, wow! So, Some friend you are. Say that to a fellow Chinese, though. <laughs> exactly. Say that to the man That's whose house you're recording in. That is why I'm saying it. But, Jeez. the point I'm trying to make here is, ang ganda ng show, easily should have charged more. <laughs> you should have charged more, most definitely. Alright, Chino, thank you so much for reviewing the show once again. We love having you on. So how about a quick plug for all of your upcoming shows? Yes, October 4th, uh, Comedy Manila, uh, along with Redrick Mahaba, a.k.a. Red Oliero this time, and uh, Jim Gabador. All our comedians are performing the longest comedy show in Philippine history. Oh yeah, I did see that. It's 30 comedians uh, doing doing five different segments, Uh all for a great cause. Yes. For our friends in Baguio, yeah. Uh, we all Nana know. They, yeah, we all know that they went through something recently with the uh, recent storm. Yeah, with Ombong. With Ombong, exactly. And we want to do our part and help them out. And I don't know it, Magdalene, because who needs a triple X shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask, are any of the comedy Baguio guys coming down? The, uh, comedy Baguio and comedy Comic Five O from Alongapol wow. are showing up. That's, so that's, that's a super show. Three different groups from all over Luzon. Stepping up. How pag long is the bar- show? Pag may budget, kami for Cebu. <laughs> like, kami. Pero Cebu eh. So, sa- san, san show? The show will be at most. Uh, at ah, perfect. perfect. And how long is the show? The, the sh- the, as long as it takes. Also, price. can I mention that back in the show, right after all the comedians, are our good friends, the Oimons. So Those rat bastards who always hold the fort. 30 comedians and a ska band all... For 500 pesos. Wow. All going to a good cause. All going to the, a good cause. Tayo na guys, isipin nyo na lang yung 500 pesos na yun, imbis na bumili kayo ng ube jam or ng uh, chocolate crinkle sa Good Shepherd, donate nyo na lang sa Baguio. Mas nakakatulong pa yun. What is the uh, recipient foundation? Uh, it's going to ABS-CBN Capamilia Center okay. in Baguio. Through Alex? Through uh, through one of the comedy Baguio people. Ah, Okay. So one of the gotcha, comedy gotcha. bag of people are going to help us out with the donations. Mr. Trust, trust us. Trust us, say, it's going, it's it's going, going to a good cause. And a reputable also, foundation. Guys, yes. walang punchline. Dito joke. Also, this Friday, uh, the 28th, yeah. uh, yes. I will be at Brandon Pitt's Capitolio for an all-features showcase. This show is very, very free. Uh, headlined by uh, Yuki Horikoshi, the only Japanese comedian in the Philippines. 
And right. he's hilarious. He's funny. He's fucking funny. All right, so, there you go. There That's you go. What's uh, in store for Chin and Liao both this weekend and next weekend? And when, uh, where rather, can our listeners follow you on social media? Yeah, it's at Chino Supersized on Twitter and at ChinomNomNom on Instagram. That's three noms. That's three noms. Chino, we love you, and we're not just saying that because you, you gave us an awesome review. Marami salamat, and we hope to catch you for Shake, Rassle, and Roll this October. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of a costume right now, guys. If you have idea costume ideas for me hit me up on the twitter thanks again to Chino Liao and don't forget to support Comedy Manila on October 4 when good they cause, go good on cause. the longest stand-up comedy show ever for the benefit of our brothers and sisters in Baguio who are affected by Ong Pong it's a Baguio Bear show uh, no it's gonna be here oh man it's in most I want uh, well, it'll be I've always wanted yet. to go to a Baguio stand-up show well I'm not sure if that's gonna happen anytime soon given yeah, yeah, the events that I happened guess. in Baguio yes. Okay, let's close out the show on a high note as always with our picks of the week and if you're new to the segment it's that one match that you have to go out and see in case you're just too busy with everything. In Camus' case though I'm not sure if you can catch it this week. Not this week but I'm gonna petition for it. So my pick of the week and you're welcome JDL. <laughs> finally na. He, he, ito, finally, he finally gets a career in it. You get it. JD versus Tango from this last show. I need this to be on Full Match Friday so that people can see what a fucking showcase this was. I was spellbound. Spellbound. Yes, that's that's yeah. the that's that's the word for it. Sure. Um. Uh. Ever since the Tengu uh, seminar that we had at boot camp, yeah, yeah, I knew that Tengu yeah. that Tengu was was on another level compared to what I'm used to seeing, like in front of me, and you know talking to him a lot over the, the time that he was here and seeing it finally translated into the ring because we we talked a lot about it not just the match but just his style in general and to see it actualized there in sing, you know in its singles glory man I need this to be on full match Friday um, PWR social team please for the love of God make this happen alright uh, I was originally going to pick Yung Tag Team Championship on Raw this week, but I changed my mind. I'm going to pick the entire opening segment of SmackDown leading Ooh. into Miz versus Truth. O- <laughs> only because, uh, again, it's very compelling what they've done with our truth It's nice that they've made him relevant again. Career resurgence. Yeah, uh, Carmella as a baby face is really, really sudden, but at the same time, I'm enjoying it. And it's nice na. Uh, Daniel Bryan is part of this story and then of course he Miz he's fighting over the ownership of Truth TV or Miz TV and um, it's it's comedy and wrestling all in one and they were able to last a good 20-30 minutes with the entire thing it's nice to know that SmackDown knows what to do with it, with its supporting cast its bit players and they know how to shuffle people around to make everyone seem relevant when they have to so that's my pick alright mine is uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match from Last week's episode of 205 Live, Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Cedric didn't win. Ah, Cedric won again, as usual. But I really think that uh, it's a setup for Buddy Murphy winning in Melbourne. And which, uh, which would be which uh, Sana, yeah. Sana, fitting, Sana. Sana. fitting. But yeah, um, Lol Cedric wins. Yeah, but, uh, but, but the way that that he won this time with that that suplex to the uh, outside spot, my uh, God. Uh, like na yung, yung sh- I mean, the fucking suicide dive, two suplex. Two suplex. Oh! God. Anyway. That's, uh, that's one of the spots. No, no. no. Um, 205 Live seems to be better off already being on Wednesday nights. Uh, they didn't push like three matches in the show this or that week. That and week. I hope that they continue to, to do the same, you know, figure out how to 
mess or change up the formula every now and then without re- having to resort to the three match template that they, that they have settled into that they crutched yeah they yeah pretty much so yeah uh, hoping that this spells a new era again that's like two new eras this year for Tofa Life wait is GMDM still a baby face on Tofa yes, Life yes yes but they uh, the, uh, the thing with that is they address it so much by you know constantly <laughs> there's always a segment on yeah. the show Saying or you know talking about both Leo Rush and uh, Drake Maverick on Raw, so parang it's, it's that it's different from yeah. At least no, the, the the good thing about Drake Maverick as GM is that he, he he's super impartial to the you know cruiserweights as, to the cruiserweights to the whole division as he he governs them without obviously playing favorites. No color that the heel turn on on Raw kind of makes sense because parang. He can. It proves that he he can compartmentalize his his two nights, his, his two jobs, his two nights. Yeah, his two nights. Eh? Monday and Monday, yeah, Monday and Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, sideline niya say. Oh, alin yung sideline? Uh, probably AOP. Yeah, the AOP gig. Okay. I say his day job is being the cruiserweight um, general manager. Theoretically, mas malaking bayad dun. The 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 bigger issue is Leo being a babyface or being a manager to a babyface, which is I guess what more. Or less, or, or more consistent with how he is on on two hundred five because yes. he's pretty much the same character. Yeah, kalaban ng yung makupal. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but so, it works. I mean, as evidenced by Mike Madrigal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. There is that. Right. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with us, for subscribing to us on Spotify, leaving a comment. Please do. We really do appreciate and need those comments. And uh, if you want to follow us and just. Hit us up on social media. It's at the SGP Podcast for the show. For the three of us, it's at Caveman Camus, at Roizwar. Can't believe some people still don't know what it means. Yeah, you would be surprised. And at underscore Stancy with an SY for me. So on behalf of our special guest, China Liao, and of my co-hosts, Romaran and Raf Camus, my name is Stancy, and we are out of here. Peace. Hey, this is for all my kids stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, Jet flying, driven, son of a guns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.